0: Is it out yet? Came out Friday. Awesome. Great, <laughs> great timing. Yeah. You oh, dude, you, on vinyl—that's awesome. How was the? Uh, you you played at Grimies, right? Yeah, it was fun. Um.
1: Uh, it felt like. I'm really glad, glad we did it. I don't because at least you know of all the things that I have lined up, I, there's no way of knowing what will. Yeah. Play whatnot. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun to like at least bring it into the world with a little show before we all retire to right our bedrooms.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Americana Station. Today our guest is Kellen of Troy. Um, He came in right before uh, everyone started quarantining, uh, when the first cases of COVID-19 started showing up, uh, which made for an interesting interview because uh, all of the plans uh, that he had for his record have changed dramatically. Um, If you have the time and the resources, be sure to uh, go listen to his music by his record. It is on vinyl. I have a copy of it, um, and it sounds fantastic. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe, washing their hands, keeping their distance from everyone, and um, just uh, taking this time to catch up on all the things you wanted to catch up on. Hopefully, you're listening to a lot of new music that you didn't have time to listen to before. Um, There are A plethora of bands that have uh, and songwriters that have stopped by this podcast. And if you've been an avid fan, I encourage you to look them up. I think I might uh, just make a playlist of everyone who's been on the show. And um, once I do, I will uh, post about it on the social medias and such. I uh, myself have been kind of low key the last few weeks. Uh, To be honest, I haven't really wanted to do anything musical. It's what I do for. Uh, the entire year, and it was nice to have a few weeks of a break. Uh, I went out to Burgess Falls and went hiking, and uh, I have been riding my bike a lot and um, trying to stay outside and enjoy the sunlight as much as possible. Uh, that's what I've been doing. I haven't really been writing songs, to be completely honest, but um getting back into the groove now. Um, I do want to take a moment Uh, to talk about one of my favorite songwriters that recently passed. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, then you're well aware of John Prine and um, probably what he means to the Nashville community. Um, And he, uh, this past week, passed away from COVID-19 complications, um, which is very heart-wrenching. And um, he's been one of the The uh, songwriters that I've looked up to the most, and um, I've seen him a few times in concert. I've had the blessing of doing that. Um, But if you don't know who John Prine is, uh, you should definitely go look him up as well and uh, celebrate his life with uh, everyone else um, because he's an incredible songwriter and definitely an inspiration. Um, And it's sad that uh, his life has come to an end. Um, But uh, on a positive note... Helen of Troy stopped by and uh, he has some great music and um, some great things to talk about here on this podcast episode. So uh, tune in and buckle up. I'm working on some extra special episodes coming up. I've got my good friend, um, Caleb Christopher Edwards is going to be the first repeat on uh, Americana Station history. He was the very first episode uh, about two, two, and a half years ago. Um, and he has released his first uh, solo record, Metamorphosis, and you should check that out as well, and he will be coming up. We did a phone interview, and um, since the whole pandemic has happened, I'm not able to get people in uh, to record face-to-face, so uh, this will be an interesting episode where we're recording each from our own end through the phone, Um, and I'm also working on uh, some other stuff, For upcoming episodes to hopefully keep this going um, during this pandemic. So, uh, without further ado, let's talk about Killing of Troy. it's interesting because so many people are still playing shows currently here in Nashville and I don't know. I don't think anyone knows what to do themselves right now. Yeah. But, um, this is great. So are you, are you Catholic? Nope. Nope.
1: Not even a little bit. I mean, I have, um, Catholic and like, uh, my my birth family is Catholic and stuff, but yeah, I'm not.
0: Is that Photoshopped in the K or did you,
1: no, I made that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I cut that on my bandsaw and then went to the bead store down in Five Points, which I'd never been b- f- to before. I was like, "Hey, I wanna, I need to make a rosary," and so I learned how to make a rosary.
0: That's a very cool uh, art concept. <laughs> Thanks. So, is, this is your first record, um, full length record right uh, second it's your second okay yeah
1: i put out a record called posthumous release in 2018
0: that's right i heard you on the local show with anna lee I yeah i remember and you were playing a song about uh nobody cares until you're dead uh everyone loves every you, loves when, loves you you're dead. when you're dead there yeah. it is side d on the record <laughs> that's right that's that was a great song I, I actually tuned in i was just listening to the radio and that song came on and i like turned it up I was oh, like, nice. oh who's this and i was cool. like oh cool i'm actually interviewing this guy yeah <laughs> awesome Um, so you said that, so you did the grimy show and, um, right now you're just kind of doing the, the press run. Uh, do you plan on doing some later, like, uh, summer dates or? Yeah.
1: I mean, after everything went, whenever we're back to normal, I mean, that was always the plan all along. Some things got sort of weird about the release, even predating all this, you know, um, stuff that's going on, but, uh. Yeah, we'd love to get out and give it a little little attention after we're back to life as usual.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really strange time, you know. Uh we planned this originally the night after the tornado hit East Nashville and uh so then we had to cancel that and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then we planned the next one and then uh everybody starts uh isolating. But uh we're going to we're going to make it work anyways. Um but yeah, that's uh, it's it's a real it's a weird time to be touring and uh releasing music for sure. Um Yeah, it's just it's it's such a interesting conundrum. I think a lot of songs will be written about it for sure. Um
1: yeah, I mean, a bunch of musicians are going to have nothing else to do but write <laughs> songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh so you're mostly just um promoting this or are you so i know you've been doing some side gigs you play violin as well mm-hmm.
1: and, um, yeah i mean i play for you know a couple different folks uh, from here in town and elsewhere right now i've been sort of just focusing on getting this thing done and out um but um yeah everything's just on hiatus at the moment till uh, we know what's going on i suppose
0: um so when you write songs do you typically uh write it all in one setting when one, one uh yeah, there's, um, I mean, I don't know how you
1: write. I'm pretty lazy about writing. <laughs> um, and then whenever, like, you know, there's some people in, in more power to them I totally have so much respect for folks who are just like, I'm going to crank out 15 songs this month or whatever, you know, I think that's, that's a wonderful practice to have, but I'm much more of a, uh, passive writer. But then whenever I figure out whatever the thesis of a song is, yeah. uh, so everyone loves you when you're dead. For example, like uh, I'd been sort of picking around with those with some of the chords for a minute, but not even that much. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "That's the thesis of the song." And yeah. then and then I go sort of manic about getting it done. And then it's like, okay, if it's not done in a day, it's done in the next day or something. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh man, I'm I'm the opposite in that I will sit for two hours and when nothing else comes out. I will let it stew and stew and stew until I like until it just it hits. And even if I start writing another song, like I might have I probably have four songs right now that just aren't all the way done. Like yeah. right now I have a bridge to one song that I just can't get cuz I suck at bridges. Uh-huh. And I'll just <laughs> I'll just keep coming back to it and then go write another song yeah. and come back to it until I get that bridge. Yeah, no, once I
1: get like the once I get the uh the scent of the thing. It's like, I, I get tunnel vision and I just have to get that one done. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes yeah. you, sometimes, you know, for whatever reason you can't get there, but more often than not, as soon as I'm like, it's like a dog on the trail or something. As soon as I have that, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm just chasing this one down till it's, till it's, you know, good to go. And then,
0: yeah. Do you mostly write on guitar or do you switch out instruments? Uh,
1: mostly guitar, sometimes piano. Sometimes I find pianos, um, nice not that i'm clearly a shredder on either but i'm even more limited on piano than guitar yes. so sometimes those limitations are sort of nice you know and it bucks like, you in a little yeah bit. exactly and it's like oh yeah I just keep it as simple as possible because my hands literally can't do the thing i wish they could do
0: yeah i find that like uh, i'm mostly right on guitar i suck at piano but i find that even changing the tuning or like if i'm capoing it uncapo it and play the normal yeah, chords, yeah. just something like that'll open up a voicing that'll change the way i write the melody or yeah maybe absolutely make me put different chords in different places yeah sort of not fall into the same old bag
1: of five tricks or whatever you yeah. have that yeah i mean we all have them i think
0: yeah <laughs> so when you started in music um were you a songwriter first or did you Uh, Were you like? Was there a specific instrument you started on before you? No, I
1: grew up playing fiddle, um, uh, doing like bluegrass stuff and and whatnot, and then got into. I've always been a side guy, more or less, forever. I mean, like every you know teenager with a guitar. I wrote as a kid, Um, but it wasn't until I started doing the Helen of Troy stuff that I felt like I found. A good, it was the finding a tone was always my problem. I put chords and harmonies together endlessly and, and melodies on top of that. But it was always the the tone of of the the narrative that I always struggled with. I couldn't find something that worked yeah for me. And um yeah, whenever I started whenever I finally found it was also coincided with like starting the Kellen of Troy thing, so Um, yeah, so that's been a, for the two decades that I've been playing music, it seems, it feels like a very newfound discovery,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. I started out, um, as a side guy as well, mostly playing bass and, uh, lead guitar and stuff like that. And I also found it hard to find my own voice. I, I think that I just copied everyone I loved for such a long time and never really sounded like me until, you know, five seven years in and then finally was like oh this is what right yeah this is who i am yeah you know? that
1: seems to be the hardest part you know i don't know you can rhyme words together you can do you can do all the tiny things right all like all the yeah the um micro things but getting to the macro of something that works all together is i think a
0: really hard balancing act
1: or something yeah, yeah.
0: i saw um jason isbell posted on twitter that writing a song is like solving a crossword puzzle while you're in therapy you know <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah I think that that's, that's great that's a great yeah absolutely yeah um so how many songs did you record for, or did you write for um this record um
1: mostly 11 that's 11 tunes i i mean there was some that that didn't make it of course but i i don't. I don't really count those because I just sort of know if a song's not working I, I either fix it until it does work or yeah just I don't care about it anymore so normally when I'm running for a record I get this one for example I got seven or eight done and started tracking it oh, okay and uh because I knew they were all strong and I knew they all had a, a um cohesion where did you uh track at uh, a little bit at the bomb shelter and mm-hmm. then at two of my buddies home studios uh Ryan McFadden and Adam Taylor's places, um, which are both in town. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And all the string arrangements, is that you?
1: Yeah, I arranged all the strings and then, uh, we, we did it with a string quartet playing all the parts. So
0: that's awesome. It's beautiful. Oh, thanks. Very Beautiful. And it sounds huge. Uh, bomb shelter is mostly to tape, right? Uh,
1: that's I've only ever worked there to Pro Tools, but I know that oh, they okay. do a lot of tape stuff there. Okay, I, was I mean I know that I know that they're that. I know that they're great at that. But the way that this record was made, there was no way to to yeah, do it to tape wondering. right. I, like, I mean, crap. unless you have unless you have <laughs> clasp or something, there's no way to to do that. So yeah, we we weren't even we from the onset we were like, yeah, there's no even point to entertaining that idea because is just going to be piecemealed together.
0: Yeah. So. Um, since we're, we're very unsure of touring, are you doing the whole online concert thing? I haven't, I'm really, really bad with the internet and I don't know
1: a lot about it. (laughs) I don't care for it much. Um, so, you. uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also highly addicted to it as a consumer. So there's that too, as I think a lot of us are, but, um, I haven't checked that out at all. Have you
0: gotten into that world? I mean, I know people are like, doing it which is cool yeah I've been hiding out to be honest I haven't really like um a lot of my friends you know everyone's on one of the two sides of like oh don't worry about it at all or like panicking a lot and uh I've just kind of been uh if I'm being honest sticking my head in the sand I haven't been on social media very much because every time I get on I just get frustrated yeah and angry about everything and then uh I've I've seen I feel like it's funny because you see these people that you never see play out and they're like, Oh, tip, tip me. Let's go on. And you're like, but you don't even play out. Like, why do you think you're losing money where, you know, some of us really are losing money. Right. Um, so I don't know how to feel about it, honestly, because, um, I think that there are going to be a lot of people that are going to lose a lot of money. My, uh, some of my roommates are going to be losing a lot of money because they go out with bigger artists that have canceled tours and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know what to do. I know that Music Cares is here to help, which is a beautiful organization yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. I
1: mean, I I know that they do a lot for the community. I've never like yeah, worked with them in any way, but I know I hear great that they have a great reputation. Yeah,
0: they're a non-profit and um they're here to help out anyone in the music industry in their time of need, which is obviously right now, which is good. Um and I think they they help with bills when you hit hard times and stuff like that. Yeah. Um so you can Google that. Anyone listening that is is in that boat, but um, yeah, I haven't looked into it. I've thought about it, but I, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I think my my hesitation with it is it's it's hard enough to get people
1: to come out to a show when there's not a pandemic going on, right? <laughs> so why why do I think it'll be easier to get them to come out in a digital hellscape that
0: is, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like uh, me and my uh, tour partner. That was that's kind of my joke is like, do you really think there's going to be 250 people at any of our shows? (laughs) Like, come on, let's be real. So I don't know that, uh, we have to cancel, but it's, it's one of those things where like, um, and I'm sure people listening now might be on the other side where they're like, you know, it's, it's your civic duty and responsibility to be, um, you know, distance yourself. Um, so it's, it's a hard thing because I understand both sides. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the the online thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to to do the online thing. I've seen a lot of people do it way before the pandemic. Anyway, um, I'm just interested to see how that pans out um, because uh, musicians aren't the only ones losing money. You know, a lot of people are yeah. are losing money too, so they won't be able to afford
1: to. I mean, I, if anybody with a small business is going to be hurting, you know, my wife is a chiropractor and she's she doesn't she's she's having the same conversation we're having of like, yeah. well, I want to be there to you know, provide service to people, but I also don't want to, to add to the interactions and whatnot, you know, but, you know, it's weighing keeping the doors open versus paying her employees versus not, you know, there's, there's a thousand angles to all this stuff, it seems. And I think it's just, it's just a matter of uh, trying to navigate it as best we can and with as much sort of compassion for, for other folks, right. whatever, however they, you know, whatever, whatever their, their viewpoint is on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Very, uh, very well put in a very <laughs> middle of the road uh, way. I think that, um, that it is going to be hard to tour even going into summer um, just because of the whole situation. Cause on one end, everyone's going to want to get out and do things. So maybe it will be easier, but on the other end, people might be also terrified which could make it harder to, uh, like nobody's going to want to commit to booking until we know where we're standing. Yeah, and whenever
1: we do start feeling comfortable with that, then there's going to be, you know, the vacuum will have opened up and every yeah. every touring band, every touring musician will want, will just like people ready to get out and enjoy a show, everybody who plays shows will be, you know, chomping at the bit to get out too. So That's there'll true. be a ton of noise and a ton of, you know... Oversaturation, you know from no saturation yeah so where are you originally from i grew up in pennsylvania Oh, okay. well, you talked to jen star right yes yeah so jen and i are friends from like when like we oh. were from all around lancaster hershey pennsylvania sort of area okay um, so between
0: harrisburg and philly yeah yes yeah. part of our tour is supposed to be in um uh lancaster uh no sorry Phil- philadelphia glenside i think
1: Oh, nice. I'm I'm so out of the loop with. I, when I finished high school, I came down to Nashville and, oh, so you've been and rare, rarely get back. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea. People always ask me about, oh, yeah, have you heard of this place in Philly or right. this place in Lancaster? I'm like, I have no idea. I no just idea. grew up there. <laughs> yeah. So they have a lot of bluegrass up there? They had some, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember playing like Amish. Bluegrass festivals as a, as a kid where there was more buggies than cars and sort of That's awesome. some stuff
0: like that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um the my tour mate Veronica Stanton is from um right outside of Philadelphia. Oh cool as well. And she's also a fiddle player. There must be something in the water there.
1: There's a ton of us from up there. I don't know. And then a lot of us come down here too. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends up there who who um
0: are in that scene. So when you do hit the road are you gonna be going up to Pennsylvania where where do you find your fan base typically is? Uh,
1: I haven't gotten out a whole lot um, with my own stuff uh, so I'm still working on navigating that process you know um, I think there's a lot of one of the good things about things like Spotify and whatnot is I think that that helps oh, yeah. see what's going on you know see who's taking in. So that's a perk of it, I suppose. Um, but a lot, most of all of the touring I've done is as side, as a side guy, or as a band member for different various folks.
0: And uh, yeah. Um, have you been playlisted any on Spotify?
1: Yeah, we've gotten some. I've gotten some love from them, which is like wild to see the discrepancy between, like, a song that has almost a million streams versus, you know, just because it's on a playlist So yeah. like, oh, cool. It's a fraction of that. Everything else compiled is a fraction of that, but yeah.
0: Right, yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Is it the um, uh, Heaven Online? Is that the single that they've been?
1: No. Well, the record just came out two days ago, so so playlists take a second to trickle in is my understanding or at least what I've seen so far. Um, No, it's a song off of my f- first release which is an E P. Okay. Um, it's called Purple Tongue. It's really funny though, like having, you know, my most popular song be an afterthought of the first re- you know, it's all B sides from the first record. So it's uh it's interesting for that to be what, you know, the world best knows as something I'm like, oh yeah, that didn't make it on the record for a reason, but stoked that people
0: are listening. Right. You know? Yeah. The um- Yeah, I had a song that I almost cut from the record that um, ended up getting some coverage um, and some publications and stuff where I was like not even planning on putting it on the record. I didn't think it fit and then it got the most coverage. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's how it goes. I think that's why it's important for the artist to not have a say in any of that stuff because we're too in the thing, right? It's like you need somebody with a more objective opinion as opposed to like, yeah, to be able to like see the bigger picture of it than. So who gives you the objective opinion? Uh, I mean, publicist, manager, you know, I mean, yeah. it used to be, you know, on the times that I've had labels involved, like, you know, A&R, there's always, everybody wants to give you their right. the opinion. I didn't know if you were, like, you went to your wife. Is she a musician? No, she's not. Well, she's she... Like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, she. Uh, she, when I met her, she was playing fiddle, actually. She started playing fiddle but then I think we met and then I've never heard her play it ever since. <laughs> but, um, no, she's not a musician. She's a, she's a chiropractor and doctor and this sort of witchy, holistic healing stuff, like very incredibly intelligent. Um, but, um, I do seek her approval for a lot of it. I'm like, Hey, I finished this song. Does it work? And I, can generally tell she always says it works but i can tell from the reaction whether it actually works or not
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well you know you sometimes some of your songwriter friends uh will depending on who you're talking to not be as objective you know they might be more like uh how they would write it and so you can't get the best feedback from them but mm. if you give it to someone who's not a songwriter they right. can be a lot more objective about it yeah it's good
1: i don't know um I, I was working on one record once, and the producer, his and what turned into be Argo too, was he had like a four and a six year old, and that <laughs> was amazing. honestly like the best thing because like a good you know a good song should be simple and catchy first and foremost. Yeah, if you're trying to make you know any kind of popular music, which I think is what we all do um, in this world at least. So yeah, he was like, "Good news, guys." I played what we worked on yesterday for the kids and they liked it so that means it'll work (laughs) man that's a really good insight
0: it's true because um my sister has three kids and um the ones that they sing along to are usually the ones that people like the most yeah so maybe i need to yeah they have no filter they don't they have no
1: they have no sense of credibility or sense of anything they just know if they like it or not right as opposed to like i don't know some you know lofty goals of of getting
0: it or not getting it or be you know stuff like that it's just like no it's got you I like it. yeah or when we lie to ourselves and we're like this song because you know you love the lyrics so much and you're like well you just wouldn't understand you don't you do know right it. i'm just bad. i just feel so much more than you do that yeah. so i i understand why you don't like it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great um so uh yeah, man. It's it's so hard to talk about music right now with the the whole coronavirus thing and the plans being all screwed up. Um And it's just crazy too
1: that we that the tornado is already an afterthought.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, like
1: like all the What is the timing? What's going on? How is it that you know,
0: hundreds of people's homes are destroyed yeah. and we haven't made, you know, I But totally we can't agree. go touch them and help them and Right. <laughs> and uh, I've seen so many like uh what is it? Is Today's Sunday. Yeah, today. Today's Sunday. Today was supposed to be the tornado relief that they were doing at the American Legion, mm-hmm. and it got postponed um, because right. because of the whole pandemic and everybody wanting to stay away from large groups. Um, but I think it's just yeah, it's it's been one thing after another, and and we can't catch our breaths, and it's it's real hard to have solid footing right now on like what's gonna what's gonna happen right. next.
1: I remember, do you remember? Uh, <laughs> because it's been you know the longest year ever in these three months and i was joking with i think my wife last night about how uh it's like remember when we were all like stoked on 2020 yeah <laughs> three months ago and it's like man it really has come out swinging huh
0: i know i know we've been saying every year is going to be our year since like 2016 it's, it's, right. this <laughs> is our year yeah and then we just keep getting knocked down. Uh, I don't know I think I think it will get better I think it'll get a lot better and I think once we come out the other side uh, life will be even more exciting you know honestly I think that that's what's gonna happen is all these songwriters that have been writing sad songs are gonna be sitting at home waiting like having that hope of like everything clearing and, and there'll be a lot more positive thoughts and vibes and stuff like that going forward
1: yeah we all might come out the other end a little more
0: appreciative and whatnot I think so I hope so yeah um so, uh, what other plans do you have? So we're not, we haven't figured out touring yet because of, uh, everything. Yeah. I guess it seems like a good time to
1: start writing another one, <laughs> if, yeah. you know, yeah, trying to find the, the silver
0: lining in all of it. Yeah. Are you, um, so you did the, the local show, uh, are you doing, um, I know they canceled a couple of weeks of the, uh, Finally Fridays are you doing anything else in town for Oh, did
1: they cancel the Finally Fridays too? <laughs> yep. Okay,
0: well not doing that one then. Uh yeah,
1: I mean we're we're just in a holding pattern, like, because 'cause five spot shut down. Five yeah, you were know, you I doing had, your yeah, release I had something there? there Oh yeah, man. I lined up? Um doing the WSMV, the local TV thing in April, but we'll see if that's what's up with that have a show and have a show at Tennessee Brew Works on April 11th we'll yeah. see what's up with that you know just trying to hit trying to hit some at least get around town a little bit but who knows what the status of all that will be so
0: yeah so so when you're not um, promoting the record um, you're usually writing are you doing anything else uh,
1: it just depends on the season you know touring yeah. with different folks trying to write um, just sort of you know take it day by day
0: week by week so on and so forth and you have a band for this project or you take yeah
1: it's a rotating cast of of folks but I've been playing with um some somebody's uh Grant Gustafson and Matt Novotny and Ken Whitsitt we're we're all the band for this for this run of shows but (laughs) we might we might have had our one and done the other night
0: so yeah but well that's yeah this is this is such a mess to be honest but um yeah. I'm going to give it a So So uh, some of the people that you've played with, it says here, includes um, uh, Desert Noises, who we were just talking about off mic. Um, actually, some of those dudes used to live in here. Yeah. In in my house. That's uh,
1: why, because I remember when they moved to town, and I forgot it when I was pulling up, but I remember seeing their beige, you know, van with the Utah plates out here all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was almost the color of your walls in here, actually.
0: Just a little <laughs> bit lighter. That, yeah, that's so funny. Um, Pat used to live in my room, actually. And, and he's playing with Microwave Mountain. Is he still doing that? He is. He oh, comes down for shows. He's he's Or up, I guess. He's in Atlanta now. Oh, okay. But um, he's still doing uh, Microwave Mountain as well. So you've toured. It says here that you've, well, at least you've done some stuff with J.P. Harris. Um, mm-hmm the wild feathers
1: yeah they were on that same tour that that uh i toured with um desert noises and i was playing with apache relay at the time
0: that's awesome yeah Yeah, and mostly uh fiddle for
1: uh that was like that was fiddle and keys mostly okay yeah so
0: that's very cool um so what would you call your like your style? Because, I mean, um, this is obviously an Americana podcast and, and it, it falls in the Americana category, but it seems a little bit like, a little slightly, at least this record of an outlier. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's, I think, I've been thinking about this a lot because, I mean, obviously everybody struggles with this. But, yeah. I mean, it's like, to me, it's very much uh, sort of pop music that inspired me um especially stuff from you know, wrecking crew recordings and Simon and Garfunkel from New York and different stuff like that, which now I think people would call more folk rock. Yeah. Or something. But back, but you know, the Little Old Canyon sound used to be mainstream and right. now it's, you know, a a niche hipster thing or whatever. Uh I don't know how niche it is, I suppose. But um but yeah, to me it's all just it's it to me it all sounds you know like pop songwriting you know verse pre-chorus chorus chorus, verse pre-chorus chorus chorus, yeah bridge chorus you know it's all it's it's just sort of what flavor you put on the thing you know and i feel like this record has a little more sort of lush glossy stuff yeah but it's still meant to um you know
0: it's it's like pop songwriting for intelligent people or something <laughs> all right cool i'll take that <laughs> it seems like but i mean you I, heard it here first folks <laughs> yeah yeah you can quote me on that uh but it it definitely still has like a lot of like you said with the laurel canyon it still has a lot of americana elements to it and it's like i imagine when you play out you know it's it's got a slightly different sound than the record yeah
1: well i mean you know it's all. It always sort of leans more into what I suppose you would say is Americana out because there's not eight. You know, there's not an eight-piece string sex, section behind it. You know, and there's not a no? percussionist. The, <laughs> yeah, no, go figure. Uh, but um, yeah. So, but you know, I think I think the songs. You know, I think a new a, a new a good song can translate in whatever whatever uh, format it's in. And all the songs here I tried to make sure they met whatever my standard of that is. So, you know, whatever flavor the the
0: um interpretation is, I think it still it still works, you know? Yeah, and um hopefully uh venues open soon so people yeah. can come see. Um this will be out uh probably around uh the uh beginning of April. So by that time I'll be able to inform people. Uh, (laughs) Right in the beginning, in the intro uh, of any of the shows that you got coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully there's there's a lot more and some gets rescheduled. Um, But I'd love to hear some tunes if you want to play some for us.
1: Yeah, I would love to. Awesome. Okay, cool. This one is called Heaven Online.
2: When the alien invaders eventually arrive they'll be a little disappointed with what they come to find this place doesn't look anything like they said it does online and now that for myself i think that i am gonna unsubscribe celebrity dogs paleo blogs the hottest new trends hollywood gossip We're under the spell of this digital hell, but in the end, you know everything's fine. It's not heaven on earth, but it's heaven on You'll be a little bit annoyed with our new found status quo. Of all the beauty that I made for you in Mother Nature to behold, it seems you couldn't. Unless you see it on your cellular phone pre pop stars The dashcams of cop cars Political outrage Bohemian provisions Anonymous opinions Couple pics from backstage We're under the spell of this digital hell, but what do they say? Oh yeah, everything's fine. It's not heaven on earth, but it's heaven online. times upon us to take a final rest which Instagram filter to document eternity best inspiring that old taunt you Take the good with the bad Reality suspension Our greatest invention Best idea we ever had We're under the spell heaven on earth, but it's heaven on earth. It's not heaven on earth, but it's heaven
0: Thanks so much, Kellen of Troy, for being on the podcast. Uh, Really enjoyed having the chance to speak with you. Hopefully, uh, after all this pandemic stuff is over, we can um, get back to hearing Kellen of Troy live along with uh, everyone else. Um, Yeah. Uh, He actually recorded a second song for us for this session, so I'm going to be playing this at the end uh, after this bit. So stick around if you want to hear another acoustic song from Kellen of Troy. Uh, up next on the podcast will be my uh, good friend, Caleb Christopher Edwards. Um, he released a new record called Metamorphosis, and it is out independently. He also plays with uh, the bands Runa and Lateral Blue. He's uh, an excellent mandolin player and um, a good friend, and I'm happy to have him on uh, remotely during this quarantine to uh, give you additional content and uh, Yeah, stay tuned for the next episode of Americana Station and we're going to play it out with a uh, live acoustic take of Gellon of Troy here.
2: Please don't listen too closely and don't try to discern any original meaning from these recycled words. I'm going to pull on your heart strings and make you think about home, tell you you're better off dancing. Than just standing alone It's something new that sounds familiar The oldest trick to get a record sold Mm -hmm. I'd like to rewrite you some tune We already know a big Sing along, we all know how it goes. You're going to be disappointed if you go looking to find. Anything but the music In between these lines So now be a friendly little outlaw You're indeed cheerleader too And if I sing about nothing Then I got nothing to lose Cause something vague can be configured To mean whatever you it to I'd like to rewrite you some tune We already know a big chorus Just for us, sing along You're such a troubled guy. But everything will work out. Just give it time. Give it time. And party hard till the clock strikes 3 a.m. Keep going if you're out with all your friends. It makes sense if you sing it over again and over again over again over again and I'd like to rewrite you some tune we already know a big chorus just for us sing along we all know how it goes and I'd like to rewrite you some soon we all